Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is the Mind Your Body podcast, episode number 30, The Life-Changing Magic of Consistency. Well, that sounds really boring. Sort of. But yeah. we're trying to make it sound a lot more exciting than yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's very true. Yeah. So our topic for today is based on the premise that you have done the work to figure out what you want, you know, that you have really thought through what your goal is and figured out why it matters to you, that it's a valuable goal and it connects with, you know, what you value. Yes. Kind of, kind of your higher self and, and your ability to show up fully in your life. Like you've really thought through how your life would honestly be better. Yes. Right. This isn't just some small aesthetic goal or something like that. So we wanted to uh, refer you back to either (laughs) episode 13, it might be 14 in iTunes, um, where we talk about connecting your health goals to what you care about most. And also episode 11, where we talk about the importance of celebrating small wins. Yes. So please, if you haven't listened to those, go back and hear those because again, this whole conversation is based on the assumption that you have figured out, you know, this is something you truly want, whether you have a health condition. And again, this can apply to other areas of your life, to business and relationships. You know, we mostly talk about health goals, Yeah, you know, on, on this podcast, but what we're trying to do with this whole thing, kind of the 10,000 foot view is help you get out of your own way. Yes. And you know, clear the obstacles, clear the friction so that you can start making progress to becoming the type of person that has this goal. Yes. And I think this is probably the issue that comes up the most that I would say every person that I've worked with has this issue of they can do something for a little bit, but it's very hard for them to be consistent. That's it. That's it. Very so, hard. yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where I think we bog ourselves down by overcomplicating plans, yep. over strategizing, yep. thinking about what works for someone else. Again, right. you know, going back to our podcast on why most diets don't work mm-hmm. because they're not even remotely tailored to our preferences and our life. And sometimes even our physiology. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we want to talk about today is some strategies to help you avoid self-sabotage, avoid going all in. And, you know, this requires us to look at our patterns. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how have we set ourselves up to derail in the past and how can we avoid that in the future? Yes. Right. And part of that is starting small. First of all, it's getting very clear on what you want. Right. Not a wish, not a wish that, you know, I wish my blood sugar was normal. I wish I didn't have this autoimmune condition. I wish I wasn't carrying this excess weight. Mm-hmm. Sure. We can wish something, but when we set a goal that's realistic, then we can start to create a plan. Realistic Yes. And I, we were talking about this earlier. When I think of people with weight loss, it's like, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be about six pack abs for, I'm just going to arguably say a hundred percent of us, because at that point it's like, what, what will six pack abs really do for you? Yeah. And how is that like, how will your life be really elevating your life? Right. And so that's where we like, and again, I'm not demonizing weight loss. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but we have to get very clear about what is it I'm really caring about changing? And mm-hmm. is that more about my relationship with food or am I going to really obsess over a number or how many abs stick out on my body or right. whatever that looks right. like? For sure. No, these have to be meaningful goals. Yes. You know, and I think you know, I definitely can speak for myself that the people that I work with, there are real health conditions that are sometimes often associated with carrying a considerable considerable amount of extra weight. Right. Not to mention the fact that it's uncomfortable. And I've definitely been there in my life where it just feels uncomfortable. So, okay. So if we decide that I would like, it is a goal for me to have less excess weight on my Mm -hmm. body. Okay. Well, we need to set that part aside and say, okay, Mm -hmm. that's, that's real. But now what I need to focus on is what are the concrete realistic strategies that are going to help me start making progress towards that being a side effect. And what's fun is there will be so many other positive side effects in terms of building trust in ourselves, giving ourselves the sense that we can, you know, make a commitment to ourselves and actually follow through on that commitment, that we were realistic. We built in enough flexibility. We took into account our schedule, our life, our preferences. That, oh my gosh, that is so inspiring and motivating and that ricochets to every other realm of our life. Yes. You start to really be able to trust yourself and know, oh my gosh, if I can do this, like this has maybe been the thing that I felt unable to tackle my whole life. If I can start chipping away at this in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, what else can I do? Right. Right. Holy smokes. Like that's amazing. And that's kind of how it's manifested even in our own lives. Our own health journeys have transferred into yes. how can we elevate our relationships, our careers, everything else. And I wanted to talk about how, you know, cause recently it's been on my mind. I presented at Via Christie and they do uh, medical weight loss surgery. And I was just thinking so much about how many people I've seen who, if they do that route, if they mm-hmm. take the shortcut, they lose out on all of the in-between and the journey that transforms who they are as a person Mm -hmm. and how valuable that is. It is. So it's like either you're going to do your work, you're going to do that work at some point in this journey if you're really wanting to arrive Mm -hmm. in all those different ways. And again, maybe it looks like 
struggling with body image or then you cross addict into something else or you revert back if you've gotten weight loss surgery. I mean, again, that's very common because there's something really important about the journey. Well, you haven't dealt with the underlying reasons for how you got to that place. And you haven't right? transformed, right? right? You haven't it. actually transformed internally in the ways that are very or, important. Or externally in terms of your food environment, your strategies ah, for movement, I was like, your sleep, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So sure. yes, it's both internal and it's about the boring consistency in terms of the little ways that you've changed. Yes. You know, whether you cook at home more, you go to bed on time, you do an after dinner walk Mm -hmm. in the evenings. Again, we talk about on this podcast, we tend to overlook these small kind of boring strategies that we are willing to do. Yes. And we undervalue those. And we overvalue these grand all in plans that or rip the band-aid off and get results quickly. Exactly. But again, we have to look back at, you know, kind of our historical record and say, okay, though I've gravitated towards those all-in plans and I've gotten results, did I get to keep those? What happened next? Mm-hmm. Did I get to keep those results or am I constantly back at square one or square minus 12? Yeah, because it's, it's a very fragile foundation. And I think of it too almost like, how, you know, in therapy, I do a lot of work with people helping them build their sense of self or self-esteem. And part of the way that they do that is by the little acts, very tiny little acts of saying no to people and setting boundaries and actually speaking up when they want to do something different, because that builds slowly, that builds their self-respect, which translates into their confidence, but you wouldn't believe how many people are, are more, they're like, so not interested in those little no's and those little Mm -hmm. steps. And they're like, Oh, if I just buy new clothes or buy new, like, you know, Mm -hmm. how much we're tricked into like thinking that's, what's going to give me confidence instead of going through the true journey of doing those little acts. And just like, you know, these small acts change and our, our, how we're treating our body and having a relationship with food it may seem so little in the moment, but they really do build up to like how we see ourselves and how we relate to life overall over time, even though, again, I know it feels like well, that's, just about, you know, that is so things. important what you're saying, because, you know, we've said this many times on on the show that our life is the accumulation of all of the small choices that we've made. It is, you know, in terms of business relationship what we spend our money on, Mm -hmm. what we choose to eat in the moment. It's all the accumulation of that. But again, it's not just the external result from that. Okay, maybe we're carrying a little excess weight or we've got a little extra credit card debt, whatever. It's not just the external manifestation of those in-the-moment choices that seem inconsequential in the moment. It also has forged how we view ourselves and what we're capable of. That to me is the, and I think that's what you're saying as well, that's the more important issue. Yes. Right? I mean, it's being able to feel like, okay, I'm someone who can decide to make a change and I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to avoid drama about it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to prioritize this because I've decided this matters. Yes. And I am going to, you know, communicate to other people this, you know, I've decided that I'm going to go to the gym on these evenings. And so that won't be a time when I can show up to do the driving. 
Yes. Or whatever, you know, but it is, it's those little in the moment choices. And I know what I see in my coaching practice. It's those little, the accumulation of those little negotiations with ourselves and making the slightly more indulgent choice in the moment. Not only does that stall out any external progress, but it also just undermines our trust in ourselves. That it it reinforces that kind of subconscious narrative that I'm just not really somebody that follows through on things. Right. Right. And right? and to to balance this, because I've used to have issues with over control and rigidity in my life, for me, and I know this may not apply to other people, but for those of you out there that struggle more so with perfectionism and or go back to, to do, last, our last podcast, <laughs> go back to our last yep. last podcast. But also, I when I've set goals for myself now, I make them realistic in the sense that I'm like, I'm not going to make these perfectionistic goals. They have to be flexible. They have to be flexible. Absolutely, and there has to be room for it's like consistent inconsistency, right? Like a mm-hmm. little bit of like inconsistency oh, totally. is totally fine and build that in well, to, you know, what you're doing, absolutely. you know what I mean? And so I that go back to it. how we've joked many times amongst ourselves about how different our each day of the week self can be, yes. you know, that our all in Sunday where we create the meal plan and the shopping list and maybe we meal prep and, oh my gosh, we are fired up. We're going for it this week. And Monday, it's Motivation Monday. And look at us. You know, we followed through and did the thing. This food still tastes good. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. And and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, feeling like a superhero. And then the next day, it's like, now it's Taco Tuesday, Lisa. Yeah. Where we're sort of like, eh, you know, we're feeling the fizzle from that you know, fired up self that we were on Monday. And then by Wednesday, accumulation of a little lack of sleep, the frustrations of life, you know, and then by Friday, it's like, I won't spell it out, but we know what it is on Friday. Mm-hmm. Right. With an F and, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then on Saturday, you're kind of in a shame spiral mm-hmm. and then you decide, okay, Sunday all in. Right. Fired up. So this is where, okay, let's break that cycle because that is so demoralizing. It's frustrating and we need to grow the heck up. Yes. We need to learn from our patterns. No judging. Like what I avoid saying for myself, and I really encourage my clients to avoid this as well, is don't go back to, well, gosh, if I had just known this 10 years ago, or if I had just started this three months ago, Mm -hmm being a little more consistent on the small things, think how much further ahead I would be. Is that helpful? Mm-mm. Like, like that's not how we motivate ourselves. But Jenny and I were talking before we recorded about some of the small, boring ways that we have slowly started to systematize this stuff yes. so that we don't have to rely on whether or not we care by Wednesday. Right. Or our willpower or yeah. our, you know, our innate desire to do the right thing. Exactly. Like I, if I <laughs> had to have this goal, this lofty goal front and center all the time in order to follow through on my plan, I would be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. But I've set up my food environment. You know, I, I'm in the habit of going to the gym just like you are in the yeah. mornings. You know, it's just my habit. So I have these systems in place so that I don't have to rely on whether or not I feel like it. 
Yes. Because you know what? If it's a choice, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to feel like it. Yeah. And, and, and feel like doing a lot of people. important things, like exactly. brushing our teeth even. Like sometimes right. I'm like, I've got Well, that, that is a great example brushed, because so. that's the power of habit <laughs> is that it would feel weirder not to brush your teeth yes. than it does. And that's yeah. how it feels for me. It would feel weirder not to go to the gym, even though some days I'm not doing much at the gym because I'm tired mm-hmm. or I'm sore or whatever. But it's a system so that I don't have to have this white knuckle grip on willpower or relying on whether or not I feel like it. Like I do hear that quite a bit. Well, I just, you know, I didn't feel like having that food that I prepped. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're, you know, again, it's like, okay, you've, you've decided that this goal is a priority again, whether it's reversing an autoimmune condition or getting your blood sugar numbers improved whatever, you've decided that this really is like an important goal to achieve. Mm -hmm. If you are relying on your Wednesday, I don't even care self Mm -hmm. to get you there. Like that is like building, you know, your house on sand. It is. It's really tricky. So that's where, okay, let's be adults about this and expect friction Yep. Expect that we're not going to feel like it and also expect the unexpected. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And life is never going to go as planned. Yes. And this looks like I feel like there are multiple people because I it's so funny. There are so many people that they'll come into me and they'll be like, well, this is a habit. And how do I change a habit? And I feel like there are different parts oh, of yeah. this that we have to address. Um, and it's almost like that pre-work to get to the place where this is systematized into totally, our life. Totally. And so I, I do we want to just like kind of hash that? I think the first part would be, I mean, this is kind of a simple one, but schedule it, like make sure it's oh, actually totally. in your schedule. And that's part it. of that means you're also going to take out stuff that's extra. Or for me, I was talking about this with Lisa, like, I have to know that for me, I'm not going to drink a lot on Saturday night if I'm going to do meal prep on Sunday, you know, because then Mm -hmm. my hungover self is not going to want to do anything, right? So it's just knowing yourself in that way too and eliminating what might get in the way of me actually showing up for this thing that I schedule. Because I'm like, it's great if you schedule it, but then if you're not you know, treating it like you would a work meeting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we described, you know, and you're saying, Hey, I'll stay out late the night before or do whatever it is or prioritize my kids, this or that. You're not actually scheduling it. Well, and so how do you figure out what, what those things are? That's where we look back. We're like, okay, how have I consistently tripped myself up? Like I, I create a realistic plan, yep. realistic strategies. And then week after week, I'm flubbing it up. Okay, well, this is where we go back and we go, okay, these are kind of the points where I seem to derail myself. And it's, you know, the strategy for fixing that is going to be different for all of us. But some of it is being willing to gently kind of say no to ourselves in the moment to say, okay, this momentary pleasure is not worth me not being able to show up. Tomorrow, you know, whether it's having the added drink on Saturday night or it's, you know, saying, okay, forget it. We're just going to order pizza instead of, you know, eating the meal that we prepped or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at that. Well, maybe you need to adjust your plan. Mm -hmm. Like maybe your strategy is too rigid. 
Like, yes. you know, going back to the Taco Tuesday thing, if tacos are an, an epic part of life for you, build that in. Yes. To your strategy. Have Taco Tuesday. So that, so that it's not like, okay, I tell myself tacos are out. Well, realistically, how, how has that worked for you? Yeah. No, you keep bringing in tacos and then you have a shame spiral and you say, screw it. I don't even care. I am somebody that never sticks to anything. How about instead, Mm -hmm. let's go back and say, you know what? I'm going to build in a couple tacos like on Fridays or whenever, you know, like that is a value to me and yeah, it's fine. And it kind of, that reminds me of a similar, again, I like to kind of speak in metaphors, but they were talking about how we spend our money Mm -hmm. and how we should have different areas of our life that were like, heck yes, I'm going to invest in this area of my life because it matters so much and brings so much joy and happiness to me versus that's where you're going to pull in and budget on the other areas of life that oh, yeah. are that's insignificant to you, right? Yeah. So we that you're not to having hit it on to, both ends, though. right? You have to hit it on that's both it. ends, and that's how. I mean, this is how knowing yourself is really important. Mm-hmm. Well, for this and, process and as well. also like, okay, so I'm always talking about okay. Yes, you get the overarching idea of this, but where the rubber meets the road is how is this actually going to manifest in this week's calendar? Yes. Right? So let's say you've decided that Taco Tuesdays are benefit to you, but this goal is also really valuable to you. Mm-hmm. So you're you know, going with your analogy of, yes, I'm going to spend money over here, but then I need to save a little more over here. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe you're going to have tacos on Tuesday, but maybe you're not going to have quite as many carbs or you're going to not have dessert mm-hmm. that day. And again, that's not about depriving yourself or being rigid. It's about being a smart strategist. Right. And putting it where it matters for you. Putting it where it matters and also saying, yes, I can have both. And look at me mm-hmm. being a solution seeker Yes, and figuring out how I can not have this feel like sadness. Right. And over restrictive, like if, you know, if wine is important to you, that doesn't, and you tell yourself, okay, I can't have wine for a month, but then every week you're having wine like three nights a week. But like, okay, you gotta be honest. So that's where we're like, okay, realistically, I'm going to have some wine, but I'm going to plan it and budget it. And part of that is it's not just going to be, I will have one glass three nights a week. I'm Mm -hmm. actually going to look at my calendar and see what events. Mm-hmm. or dinners or yeah. coming up because I'll tell you alcohol is one where I see people kind of taking it off the record yeah. a little bit yeah you know like oh yeah I followed through on my plan and you know really budgeted alcohol throughout the week but then I went out on the weekend and, and that went out the you know yeah I and just kind of went for it so this is where this is the power of knowing ourselves yeah. and understanding that if you make it too hard and completely unrealistic based on knowing yourself as you do, then you've totally set yourself up for failure and right. for reconfirming that inner narrative that says, yeah. yeah, I can do, I can be very consistent for a while, but then by Thursday or by the weekend, I always fall off. That's just who I am as a person. Right. And right? That's a, yeah, it's that inner narrative that you can't trust yourself. Exactly. That you and, and again, when you don't trust yourself over time, you lose respect for yourself. 
insert lack of self-esteem. I mean, I think people just don't oh, realize how this spirals into impacting your life and your relationships because it's so important that we do well, that it perpetuates realistic, that shame. Right. Realistic. It's almost, and I, I like to think of it as parenting ourselves where it's like, we're not going to let kids do whatever and say, go live life because we do, we do need boundaries for safety. We do need boundaries. Oh, so, because their brains can't form boundaries at that point, mm-hmm. they don't have forethought. So we have to do that for them. Um, and we also like can't over boundary them to where it's like, yeah, you don't get to do anything that other kids get to do. Well, and they there's don't no flexibility and there's no, right. Or, yeah. you know, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of kids too, where if they have overly rigid parents, it's like they don't have any sort of independence when they're no. 16, 17 and no, 18. No, they go off the rails. And it, they totally. do, it, but it's almost yeah. expected because, or yeah. they are paralyzed as 18 year olds they in don't college know that decisions. don't know how to yeah. like have any sort of independence. Absolutely. So it's, Absolutely. And, it's and, really important and there that we is have that, flexibility. That yeah. There is that, you know, element to ourselves where, okay, we, essentially we set ourselves up for failure with yeah. these rigid, overly complicated, overly stringent, inflexible plans that don't take into account a vacation, dinners at our in-law's house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all of those accumulations of, ah. Uh, Ugh, I did it again. I messed up. That causes us to kind of want to go numb. Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, like if, if I am consistently flubbing things up, there's so my ego is bruised Yes. and there's shame and frustration. And so you sort of want to just say, Ugh, you know, and then you find yourself watching more Netflix and, Right? I mean, that's other where, things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then other coping mechanisms because we just can't face the reality that we're kind of messing it up. The key is to just stay with it. Stay with yourself and say, okay, this plan is not realistic. Right. It, the plan is the problem. Right. I am going to iterate and be much more realistic. And yeah, that may slow down my progress a tiny bit. But I'll tell you, six months from now, you will be so much further, so much further. And this is about doing the work that allows you to get results that are for keeps. Yes. Because you become the type of person that these results are just a genuine outgrowth, a side effect of your previous behaviors. Of of this kind of way of living. Yes. That I'm someone who, when faced with, okay, somebody sets down a basket of bread on the table, you know, I'm just the type of person that I just kind of let it sit there. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. There's no drama. There's no, you know, sense of restriction or whatever. It's just like not a big deal, but I know that's not worth it. Right. To me. And it is those little moments that again, we undervalue because it's so easy to, to, say to ourselves, what can one piece of bread hurt? Mm-hmm. Well, what does that lead to? It leads to that sense of eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have so far to go anyway. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Well, I had, I already had the bread, so I might as well have some pasta and yeah, let's just right. get some wine. And especially knowing you're doing it without intention, right? That's it's one thing it. if you're like, oh, I really love this bread. I'm going to enjoy it and do it. And it's very important to me. Yep. But you're doing it without intention, and that's where it starts to derail the whole intentionality and purpose and meaning behind your goals. Well, that's exactly it. And when 
in the moment, we get so excited. You know, again, it's like the little kid in us. Oh, the goodie is right in front of us that we are so consumed with that, that we completely forget that we have thought through this higher goal that truly will allow us to show up more fully and meaningfully in our life. That does not feel good over time. Honestly, very few things are worth that momentary pleasure. Yeah. Whether it's not doing a thing that you said you do or, you know, eating the thing. But again, I know for myself, my brain is very distractible. If I were to rely on being able to hold on to my higher values throughout the day, every single day, oh my gosh, I would have no energy or bandwidth left for anything else. And this is where systematizing this stuff, it's such a gift to me. It's not about putting myself in food jail. It's about, oh my gosh, my refrigerator is filled with delicious food that I love to eat. Yeah. That, oh, by the way, doesn't cause inflammation or wreck my gut health or cause my body composition to roller coaster. Right. You know, I genuinely enjoy this food. So, okay, that's an important strategy. It takes time to build these for ourselves. It takes being willing to say what works for other people, the way they food prep, whatever, whether they get a meal delivery service, it doesn't matter. I'm going to experiment until I figure out what works, the system that works best for me and to know that the first thing I try is not likely to be where I land. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it took me months to figure out how to make meal prep that was not only like not overcomplicated, but that I wasn't randomly like finding excuses not to do. And I, I want to, I just really want to highlight that one. Randomly finding excuses not to do. That is so big Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times we will prep all of this food Mm -hmm. that we're not kind of realistic about, you know, we're not even going to want to eat that. We're going to look for reasons to To let that sit in our cooler bag. Yes. Or in the office fridge. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it has and it's to like, taste good enough. Right. Good enough. And I think that was where I had to get to, too, is not only yeah. figuring out how to cook things well. Because, I mean, I, honestly, some of it was just the logistics of not knowing how to cook things right. the way I like it. And right. that's going to be any person. Some people like things mushier. Some people like them harder. Some people, you know, you just got to, like, figure out what works for you and that it's good enough. Right. I think a lot of people, yeah. it's so funny how people are like, well, I don't. I don't know that I'll like it after a couple of days. And I'm like, I don't know. I, to me personally, I feel like that resistance you've got to work with at you some do. point because yeah. it's not real. At least for me, it's not realistic for me to cook all different meals. Or if it's that important to you, this is where you spend your money and you get meal prep for you that's by it. another organ. I'm like, this, let's be honest. And, like and if that's really a priority to you. There's going to be different points in your life where different strategies make sense. Right. Right. If your life yeah. gets busier and you know, on balance, you have more money than time or interest yes. in spending time in the kitchen, get a good meal delivery service. Right. Holy smokes. Or do it for just your lunches. Right. If that's kind of your sticking point. But, you know, we do have to understand that our brains are always going to want the calorie-dense, yummy food. No one's brain is going to want carrots over a donut. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an important 
thing to know, like how our brains are hardwired, right? right? Because I do think, you know, I will hear that narrative from clients. Well, I'm just really not someone who's ever really enjoyed vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, that's all of our brains. Right. And we have to figure out a way to prepare them so that, you know, they, they don't, again, taste mushy or, you know, there are great ways to prepare them. But we, you know, this is where the wise adult parenting ourselves comes in where, you know, I know the value of vegetables to managing my blood sugar, to my gut microbiome, to feeling full and satisfied. Yeah. Or really being open-minded to the fact that like, I mean, for people that actually grew up eating vegetables, they tend to actually like them. You know what I mean? Where it's, I think we just, a lot of us grew up in a culture where we didn't eat enough vegetables or our parents didn't make that like, or at least all the vegetables. And I would encourage people to try things again. And when you try things, you have to try them six different times. And in a different cooking Before you know, right. And before you know know if you like them. Six different times. Totally. It's so funny how many people are like, well, I tried that once and I don't like it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. six times. And I know, I mean, gosh, you've just got to, yeah. I mean, you've got to parent But if you are hung up on that narrative about yourself, well, I'm just someone who is a picky eater. Right. Well, that's where, okay. That's who you are right now. If we're going to let our past define our future, that's where we have to be okay with our current reality. Exactly. Right? If If we genuinely want something different, we have to kind of be willing to think outside the box a little bit and go, yeah, that is the way I've always thought about vegetables or the way I've always done things. Is that necessarily how it always has to be? Can I experiment? Right. Is it really part of my identity that's or it. is it really I mean, just that's about the context to, of how my life yeah. is right now? And that's, you know, that's where we have to notice those little red flags where we're arguing for our limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone comes to me and say, says, okay, I want this health change or body composition change, but I am not willing or able to do this, 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 or this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where we've got to kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Because that's just how life is. Like, if we continue doing and living the exact same way, then we will have the same outcome, yes. the same reality that we've got. And nothing wrong with that. It's totally about what you want. Yes. And it's getting clear. You know, this goal really matters to me. So I'm going to be willing to kind of soften my stance on how I currently do things and to tinker. It doesn't have to be any overhaul. It shouldn't be an overhaul. Yeah. And to expect it, like I said earlier, it took me about four to five months to really get into the swing of what works for me. Um, and to be, yeah. And to have the flexibility of, like you said earlier, like now I'm switching to potentially doing more meal prep service because I'm in a different phase of my life and it makes sense for me to do that and being open to that versus trying to make something work that just isn't working. No, exactly. And why not make things easier on ourselves? When possible. I mean, that's another thing. We need to step back (laughs) and go, how can I eliminate as much friction as possible and make this feel a little more fun? How can I build in some rewards for myself for following through on what I told myself I would do? Not because anyone else told me. This is what I said. I'm going to keep the promises I make to myself. And if I do, I want to feel, first of all, I'm going to celebrate that just, you know, emotionally but maybe I will build in a little non-food reward or something. Whatever motivates you. We were talking about that. We were. You know, and that's, again, another part of knowing yourself. What seriously. motivates you? Is it, for me, 
I know that I get motivated by coffee, which isn't always the best way, but I, that's my current motivation. I'm accepting that. And I'm also motivated by, um, people. Mm -hmm. And so I do this weird, funny thing where I'm like, if I want to, I'm not, I don't love doing financials for my business, but it's an important part of the process. So I will literally be like, all right, I can buy whatever drink at Starbucks that I desire. That's, you know, within the limitations of my own physiological stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will get my financials done or the fact that, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for now four and a half years is only attributed to the community I'm in. Yes. And the fact that to me, there's that accountability built in and also laughter and enjoyable mm -hmm. people I really like to be around that makes it not just about like, you know, joyful movement. It's just about like doing stuff with people I love and that's motivating for me. That's that's Whereas, so beautiful. Yeah. And so in knowing yourself. So these are like a few of the things I do to hack into my own resistance mm -hmm. because I'm human and it definitely comes up daily. Yeah. It does for all of us. And we have to be prepared for that. The resistance is real. And I think the resistance builds when we get closer to our goal mm -hmm. because we kind of have that artificial glass ceiling of what we're capable of achieving. And the closer we get to that, our ego can get scared. Yeah. Be like, okay, time to level back down to my comfort zone. Right. You know, if we've always identified as someone who's kind of the party girl or the bigger girl or whatever, then you start to feel like, oh my gosh, my identity is about to shift. Yes. And that's where we have to say, no, I'm on solid ground. There's no risk to me achieving my goal. I yes. do not have to sabotage myself. Yes. There's you know, nothing bad will happen here. But this is where being aware and kind of monitoring that self-talk and reframing and reminding our nervous system, there is no risk. This is one little choice, then the next little choice. And we're not always going to be perfect. We're going to skip the drama. Yes. Okay. I didn't nail that. Whoops. So that's okay. But maybe I do need to revise my strategy. Yes. Maybe my strategy was too complicated, too overly ambitious. Yes. Like, you know what? Realistically, I'm not getting up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. That's just, that doesn't work for me. I've realized that. Okay, no big deal. But quit trying to cram yourself into a shoe that doesn't fit. Yes, amen. Right? So this is where being a little kinder to ourselves and understanding that iterating on our strategy without drama is such a gift. To our literally our tomorrow self, not our goal achieving self. It's, oh my gosh, I made this easier on myself and now this really doesn't feel hard. I'm making progress as a side effect. I'm feeling proud of myself. I'm feeling like I can raise my head up and trust myself. Wow, this is really cool. Yeah. You know, again, because you're not being rigid or trying to, you know, mold yourself to a plan that works for your friend. Right. You know, you're, you're paying attention to what works for you. So, so I think, you know, I think we should wrap up to just kind of say, you know, we've covered multiple strategies here for, again, how to get out of your own way and build in consistency mm -hmm. towards achieving the goal that you yourself have decided matters to you. Yes. Right. So, you know, I think, the things to do, they're not very sexy. They're not. You know? They're not. Right? Again, it's so much of it is getting to know yourself. Like yes. looking back at the historical evidence of what have been 
the things that have derailed me in the past or that have felt really hard mm-hmm. and not not repeating. Again, yes. that's the definition of insanity, right? Right, right. Is doing the same thing again and expecting it to be easier this time or, oh, I'm somehow going to be a different person and this will somehow be, you know, realistic for me. Right. And I was thinking even when you made the comment about, um, you know, when you identify as the party girl, right? I think if that's that's who you identify as, right, I think it's important to dig deep and be like, okay, why why is that important to me? What do I really get out of being the party girl? And really, like, okay, is it the friendships? Is it the connections? Like, mm-hmm. how can I create my identity with the with this goal, right, and shift into still getting those things that I need? And, mm-hmm. again, this is getting to know yourself. Like, what is it that you care about? What well, is it that you value? And I then make yeah, this you're, about you're it. You're literally you know? parsing out. You're like, okay, I do want to be someone who's social and the life of the party, but does that require me to overdrink? Yes. Does exactly. that require me to stay up to three a.m.? Is that the only strategy? Right? right. Can I still get all the goodies? Yes. From doing you know those activities and being social with my friends without completely running my goals into the ground. Right. And maybe that means like you're kind of a person that would be awesome to go to like costume runs with, right? Because mm-hmm. you're a part, you know what I'm saying? Like right. use that part. I don't leverage that yeah, part of yourself. I think the party part of yourself is great. But incorporate that into your goals, right? Make that a part of your identity with your goals where you're that funny person that dresses up when they do fun little events and make it about that That, This is about working with ourselves. Yes. Accepting who we are. The world needs us to show up as we are. As we are. Right? I mean, I, I know that has been my work for myself is, you know what? I've come to accept myself and understand that I... I have a different way of scheduling than works for other entrepreneurs. All of the things, they're different because I now accept myself. I'm working with my gifts, yes. right? Instead of, you know, trying to cram myself in any kind of a box. So all of this is going to help us get to know ourselves a little bit better. We've got to be gentle. Mm-hmm. Avoid judgment. Avoid drama. This isn't risky. Yes, this is something worth working towards. We've decided that, so we're not going to give up. Right. We're going to hit obstacles. Yeah, we're going to hit friction. Yep. We're, there's going to be lots of days and times when we don't feel like it. Yep. There's no giving up. That's kind of like a decision that has to be made from the get-go. Exactly. I'm, You're I'm committed going to figure to this. this out. You're committed. Yeah. Committed. This is everything is figure-outable. Yes. Right? So I've made that commitment, and so now... I'm going to start with what are like a couple of strategies that are likely to start moving me in that direction and how can I customize those right? and get them on the calendar and communicate with other people that this is, this this is is what I'm doing. Yes. And be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to applaud your healthy changes. Right. They're not. And that's, and being okay with it. I'm not saying you're going to love that. No one ever loves that, but having most people will though. But, Most it, but, people but will, I do, but, some but going, won't. going back to what we were saying before though, when we are prioritizing kind of our higher values and following through on that, we feel safe and grounded in ourselves, and we are so much less susceptible to the judgment and opinions of others. And needing, yeah. And needing their validation. It's sort of like, yeah. it kind of rolls off you. You're yes. like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I mean, when I'm out and other women are ordering you know, things, whatever, food, drinks, 
it literally doesn't affect me. I'll order something or not order it, but it, it's so irrelevant mm-hmm. what it's other people are business. doing. Yeah, yeah, it's and not it, about me. so it feels mm-hmm. really good when you're following through. You're not preaching to other people. That's when people start getting hot and bothered. Yeah, that's when you kind of involve them. So, yeah. but systematizing as much as possible. Right. Because again, if you are relying on your Wednesday or Thursday self to be all fired up, like your Sunday afternoon self was, yeah, you are literally setting yourself up to crash and burn. Right. And feel frustrated. And I I think it's, it's silly that I have to say this, but I feel like we do, especially from the meetings I had last week, Mm -hmm. meal prep, like do it. It's just like boring. seriously, it's yeah. But you have to. You I'm do like, have to do it's it. so funny because I think people think, oh, how do you magically like get everything done and want to do that and cook it and blah blah. I'm like, I make it as easy as That's possible it. on myself yeah. by meal prepping. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's to. it's bulk food prep. I prep. I cook ingredients, mm-hmm. and I do that twice a week. Mm-hmm. It's not always on the same day. It's usually Sunday and Wednesday, but not always. So I always have, so, oh my gosh, look at that. The most convenient choice also happens to be the choice that aligns with how I want to feel. Right. Well, would you look at that? Is it because I like cooking? Nope. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell people that too, because I think they have to like, they're like, oh, yeah. well, that must be for people who like cooking. I'm like, I don't like cooking. No. Like, it's not my favorite. And it's so. also, it, I mean, let's be clear. It's also not because I like sweet potatoes more than I like banana bread or whatever Mm-hmm. Other indulgence. Mm-hmm. No, but I value how feeling good mm-hmm. over, you know, the little indulgences. And again, my food tastes delicious to me because I've figured out how to do that. So, right. but we have to systematize this stuff. And again, understand that none of the, it is kind of boring, but we have to be consistent. Build it into your calendar, schedule time to make a list, to go shopping, to cook the food. Yeah, if and make it a realistic calendar, time. Yeah. If you say you're going to do this, but then you have a family outing scheduled from noon to 7 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, good luck. You know, again, that's not <laughs> to say don't do the family outing, right. but you have to figure out a different time if you normally food prep at 2. Or strategize where it's like, hey, there's this thing. Well, we have Dylan's or Kroger or whatever they call it where you're at. But like where you literally are like, I'm going to put all the food in ahead of time and already have it delivered to my house mm-hmm. by yeah. Saturday night. So, yeah, I could wake up in the morning and just cook. And that's realistic, right? Yeah. So just knowing that's, you know, what you need to do. This is about being a solution seeker, right? right? Finding all the small little hacks, you know, whether it's grocery delivery, subscribe and save on Amazon mm-hmm. or Thrive Market for your spices and stuff like that. Finding the little shortcuts, frozen vegetables, of course, that's a big one for me. But also, you know, the only way we're going to follow through on these boring things and be consistent is if we're, we've got one eyeball on why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it is so easy in the moment to say, you know what, I don't even really feel like, mm-hmm. I hear that all the time, I didn't really feel like having what was in my fridge, so we decided to go out and get whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well... Again, we've got to, that's where setting meaningful goals is so important because Mm -hmm. if it's not meaningful to you, then you're going to always find ways to drift. Yes. And then you're, then you're frustrated. So the first step, like going all the way back to the beginning is don't set goals that don't really matter to you. 
Yeah. Because then maybe that's a wish, but you're not going to follow through. And then you're not going to be someone who feels able to trust yourself in any realm. Yeah. And don't shame yourself for not always wanting all the goals that other people have, right? Because there's so many, there's millions of goals we could have. And I literally was sitting with a client this morning that was like, yeah, I felt like I had to be the perfect this. I had to have this. I had to, you know, it was like, there were so many goals that they set up in their lives that they were miserable and their bodies were literally reacting out of stress to it. Oh, I can't even imagine. Because they wouldn't say no. And so say no to the things that aren't your F yes kind of things yeah. that are super important to totally, you. Totally, totally. So I'm my last one, and I guess probably the most boring of all of these, is if you're not getting good sleep, <laughs> seriously, yes, no, like I so know right. that's the yeah. boring one, but if you're not sleeping, your cravings are going to be off the charts, your willpower is going to be gone, you're going to be in screw it mode. Your body is going not. to be working against you, and it's Total. supposed to. Your brain it's, and body will be to. in survival yeah. mode. Yep. And yeah. good luck trying to hang on to your higher self and higher values. No, you're like, how do I survive until noon? Literally. Right? That's yeah. how it feels to your brain. And so the mid-morning run to Starbucks, yeah, good luck saying no to that. Right, as Jenny pulled. I'm Starbucks pulling my over. Starbucks closer. Yeah. I, I have, and I like literally. I was having this conversation with someone. Like, I think it's okay to have parts of your life that you're like, I know this is a part I need to elevate at some point, but it's not a priority right totally. now. And that's that's part of it too. It's not about perfection. It's just about saying these are the areas of my life I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. and I'm being consistent with myself yep. about. Yep. And then other ones I will tackle at some point. Sure. And you'll feel and that's okay. motivated yeah. to do that when you show yourself that you can actually follow through True. on things and that you you can affect change in your own life. So, yes. you know, none of this stuff is super exciting that we're talking about, but it's life-changing. Yeah. Consistency on the smallest of habits literally can change your life, your yes. health, your self-trust, your bank account, your yes. relationships. Yes. All of it. We have to get good with boring. I know it sounds silly, but we have to have a good relationship with boring. Yeah. Because I think that's another thing in our culture. And that came up actually at one of those meetings. She's like, well, I'm just bored. And I'm like, can you not tolerate boredom? Is there no – you know what I'm saying? We are programmed in our Mm -hmm. culture to not – be okay with boredom. Yeah. Everything is, you know, a dopamine hit of a notification or, you know – exciting stimuli coming at us all the time. And yeah. And that might be some nervous system work, which we're not going to go into right now. But I mean, if that's an area where you're like, I'm really struggling to be okay with the Mm -hmm. mundane and the boring and the, you know, that, yeah, might look at some of the nervous system. But you know, I, I can speak for myself and I think I can speak for clients that I've worked with that feeling good and feeling proud and feeling like you can trust yourself like there is no cookie or bowl of cheese dip mm-hmm. that can compete with that feeling. Yeah. That's I mean, true. seriously. And this isn't about perfection or never having like indulgences that are worth it. Of course not. But we tend to just derail ourselves at every turn. Yeah. And it's just building the grit of Doing the slightly harder thing in the little moments that helps you build that muscle of being able to do the even bigger things. Like, okay, I'm going to try going in the weight room Mm -hmm. for the first time and not being on the treadmill. Wow. You know, again, it just kind of builds our resilience. 
expands our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. expands our definition of who we are and what we're capable of. That's where this matters. You know, this is not about your pant size. This is way bigger than that. So it matters. So, so we would love your feedback. And if you have questions or, you know, you guys want more concrete strategies, you know, we definitely jump around. We do. That's how we are. And that's, that's, kind of how we want this podcast to be, but we also want it to be helpful and tangible. So, so we'll have them numbered out in our, our show notes. So if you want to look over maybe some more concrete, like here are the strategies we're yep. talking about yep, or that we sure. jumped around yeah, about. Definitely. I mean, that's, that is the value of kind of going back and listening to our podcast from the beginning is that, you know, we build on these ideas and we can't cover every single one of them in each episode, although we probably try. Yeah, we probably do. We're like, oh, and <laughs> also this idea from right. another podcast, exactly. but let's reiterate but it. all, yeah. I mean, it all, you know, it's all integrated. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's hard, but it we is. hope that, um, we hope that this is helpful for you. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback and appreciate that. Um, we are open to any feedback because we, yeah. we also are, are needing to grow as people. And, and, and we would love great. for you to leave a rating and review that will help other people find the podcast and share it. You know, if we, you know, post a podcast and it's useful to you, you know, share it with your friends, share it on social media. That, you know, is a gift to us and, and to other yeah. people because we're talking about the real stuff. Right. And I, I can't even count the amount of times I've had clients that are like, I wish people would just talk about what we're talking about right now. And right. I'm like, this is where we have to be brave and yep. share that stuff because we think other people are like may shame us or, right. or judge it. Honestly, there are so many people that are like, Oh gosh, she said it. Like, yes. <laughs> thank you. Totally. Thank you for saying the thing that I, I feel like I've been feeling, but I haven't been willing or able to talk about yet. Totally. So, yeah. We're all just out here doing our best people. No. Seriously. For real. So let's try to make it easier. Cool. So until next time you guys take good care and be nice to yourselves. One last thing. If you'd like to connect with Lisa or I, you can check us out on Facebook at the Mind Your Body Podcast Facebook page, or you can learn more about Lisa at primaltransformations.com or me at somawichita.com. That's S-O-M-A wichita.com. I also host another podcast called the Yellow Brick Therapy Podcast, all about psychology and therapy topics. So if you have an interest in that as well, go check it out and we can dive deeper into psychology. Otherwise, please subscribe, leave us feedback, or show us support by liking our Facebook page. We love to be connected with you, and we've loved all of the emails and support that we've received so far. So feel free to shoot us a message as, again, we would love to connect with you. Until next time, take care.